Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. If you have any special prayer requests and if you want to send us any correspondence, please go to our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And Warren Radio is found on the following website Web, website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. You can also find Warren Radio posts for listening and downloading on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and please be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you heard us and don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com Christian living vapor amid time what will you do Whatever you decide, it will determine your outcome once eternity arrives for you. The last day's mark of Cain brings us to these prophetic end of days. This is proceeding to the fullness of perilous days to which the Apostle Paul warns us. Persecution, persistence, persistence, sorry. Persuasion, persistence, and perfection is what being a believer in our Lord is about. In America, for many centuries, we were deemed a Christian nation. And America, house of long shadows. In the house of long shadows, we find an America whose house is filled with sin and rebellion. On warn-usa.com, don't miss... The Branch, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 4 The Branch, while judgment was nigh, so was deliverance and the Lord's word for those who followed him. The same word applies today. And you can find that on warn-usa.com. It's a long-running Isaiah series. And on Dana Glenn Smith, Battleground, American Agenda Expunged The battleground has been here before. The time, the, This time the American Agenda will be expunged. This is the goal. The vow to destroy the foundations of America has been carried out. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. 
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to Friday. Past mid-month in November. As you well know. I'm assuming you know that. (laughs) Well, at any rate, here we are. Yeah, don't look around you. If you live in the U.S., things are different than they used to be. Be sure your sins will find you out, America. How long do you think that, you know, God's going to allow you to get away with your abominations and not do anything? Yet what you're going through now is, well, I call them gnat stings. And sometimes, you know, gnats can be really pesty. Of course, many of you may not know that if you don't live in the jungle or if you're a farmer. Especially if you do flood irrigation like I did with my grandfather on his farm. Stones throw away from the river. And uh, we would go irrigate. Man, I'll tell you, I had more gnats up my nose, in my eyes, in my ears than you can shake a stick at. And that's a lot of gnats. And we got a lot of gnats here. Pesty little things from Washington, D.C., who got in, haven't even been there two years, and they're trying to remake it into uh, some paradise of Marxism. I've seen a quote from Pelosi that said, this is... uh, Religious thing with me. She was addressing, apparently, global warming. It's kind of funny because she addressed it because some of that stuff is in this package, which we know with all the Democrats and most of the stuff that goes up there, you never benefit from it. Most of the stuff goes directly into pet projects. And in this case, one of the pet projects that they're doing is uh, providing for all the illegals they're allowing in. And there is an issue with that because outside of Pelosi's house and a lot of other houses over in L.A. and Hollywood and everywhere, you've got a homeless population that would boggle the mind. That don't seem to bother Pelosi. She steps over the bodies all the time, dodges all the stuff, the brown stuff, the, the poop on the sidewalk and everything else and the vomit. Yeah, I know what that is, too. The reason I know it is because I signed up in the military, the Navy, back in the 60s during the Vietnam War. And uh, the military saw foot, uh, <laughs> saw to it that uh, they would take me by bus, and all of us from up in this neck of the woods, into Denver. What they didn't tell us is they was going to take us on the porno drunk row. 
And they put us in some motel. Looks like some cheap shack up motel that you see on television. Outside, these guys on the sidewalk puke everywhere. Triple X things across the street. Yep, that was the government's provision, in, and they introduced us into the military. And it's just a shame that in the greatest nation on earth, we have people flooding to the border just to be in America. And what they don't realize is we don't even take care of those on the street. We don't try to help them. We give money to people that are illegally crossing our border that's been provided by a president who's illegally allowing it. No man should have that kind of power to destroy a nation while the rest of America don't like it. Joe Biden needs to be removed, and so do the Democrats. And when you have a person up there that does such things and is a tyrant and is failing in his duty, in his oath of office, which he is because he is not protecting the United States, you need to remove him, period. But that probably won't happen. So that's America for all you that uh, didn't know these things. And uh, this stuff I knew way ahead of time because of the Lord. There's a lot of things that I have been made aware of over the years by the Lord. And, uh, you know, you're really on a need-to-know basis with the Lord, but... Uh, Sometimes I get a little bit more than I need to know. <laughs> I, I just soon find me an apple tree somewhere and sit under it and relax and let an apple fall on my head like Newton and come to some great uh, conclusion. You know, that's what he was doing. You know, that that's the old story. An apple fell on his head and he, and he discovered gravity and a few other things. What do we discover today? Well, we discover there's a border we can open up and allow millions of people to come in. And they'd love to be in America, boy. So do the enemies that are with them. And they don't think for a bit that America is not America like it used to be. Dear God in heaven, we are certainly blinded today. America is, the immigrants are. Well, thank God. Today we're in Hebrews, and we can talk about the Son of God and Melchizedek. And we've been here for a while. Hebrews, Son of God, Melchizedek. Because we're still in there talking about it. We're in... Verse 17 of chapter 7 of Hebrews. And so in Hebrews 7, there's some interesting things about this. And uh, I've been talking about Melchizedek for a while. This is an hour-long show, and I have some time to 
do some commentary and we go through it because this is leading up to the weekend and uh, you know you need your weekends we need the Shabbat but you need your rest you need your rest you need to take time off from the nutty things that are going on in the world and you do that by being before the Lord in prayer. But there's also leisure. There's getting out. There's getting away. And totally forgetting what is going on. You need to relax your body, mind, soul, and spirit. You really do. And uh, the problem that I do, I spend all my time here doing this. And and Tower is busy all the time. Matter of fact, we're busier now we've, than we've ever been. And uh, we've got a book coming out. Uh, part two of our Steel series, Steel the Darkness, was book one. This one is The Rising. I originally had four books planned for this series. And uh, the second one was really hard to write because of what I had to put in it. And it wasn't hard to write in the aspects of the technical know-how and things like that. It was... It was stuff that I was writing, and this book, The Rising, has stuff in it that I wrote and I later had to go through because a lot of the things in The Rising details what happened in America. Uh, Tower even said it sounds like prophecy. And because I felt like I was living it over twice, it was just gut-wrenching. But uh, this one does have a good ending and uh, it has an opening where we can continue to go because we're following an ex-black ops and his wife who he had met known for a long time in black ops it's a good it's a good read it really is and uh, they're good characters so check it check it out when it comes out the rising and uh, if you like it, you know, comment, give us good comments on Amazon and wherever else it is. Took a lot to get this book out. And uh, in the editing and the final phases, we got all of that done now. We're waiting for it to come out. Life Rich Publishing is where it'll be coming out of. Now, Melchizedek. Well, we left off in verse 17. For he testifieth, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, you're going to hear this a lot. But uh, in Hebrews chapter 7, it's just amazing. You know, a lot of people, especially when you're in the church, you know, you, you think... Um, you know, my family went to the Methodist church. At one time, the Methodists were shouting Methodists. That's what they were called. They were on fire because of Wesley. And then, of course, by the time I came along, the Methodists weren't so shouty. <laughs> Not at all, baby. I later uh, uh, went to Bible school and got... Uh, 
I was licensed as an Assembly of God minister. Today we are non-denominational, prophetic, revelatory um, watchmen, preachers, teachers, advocate for the persecuted church. That's what we do today. And uh, so at any rate, within that confines, you would never hear them teaching about Melchizedek. They wouldn't have a foggy, nobody would even pay attention to that. I guess that's the reason, that's as good a reason as any why they wouldn't do it, but you'd never hear it. There's a lot of other things. When I graduated from Bible school, I went to my old church, which I'd been gone, so it was really like going, you know, it was the same building, it just, a little different. We used to go to the Methodist Church in the old building, and then they moved to the new one, and that's where I continued to go with my family because Grandma and Grandpa and Mom and Dad, everybody went. But at any rate, they wouldn't have known. So after I graduated, I went back there one day. There was nobody around. It was in the middle of the week, and the minister was in his office, you know, their head mucky-muck. And when these guys come out, out of seminarians, I mean, they've got degrees. Some of them are doctorates, masters, you know. Talk to him for a bit. Talk to him about being born again. He had the foggiest idea of what I was talking about. Talk to him about being saved then. He didn't know that either. You know. And I thought to myself, why do you have a church if you don't even know what salvation is? And I'm afraid today there's a lot of churches like that. It's more important to be a member of the church than it is to be redeemed. God help us. But there are on-fire churches out there, but there is a lot of backslid, carnal, secular, damnable preachers included that are teaching things that are going to send people to hell. And in America, we've covered up some of the most grievous sins that God has ever condemned. And this planet is full of iniquity right now and is headed into the fullness of iniquity when the son of perdition shows up, the beast. Dear God in heaven. So at any rate, as we look at Melchizedek and chapter 7, I want to point out about a number. The number six. And the number six is interesting because God created everything in six days. He rested on the seventh day. And so it's a particular number. And uh, so our Lord today, because he did overcome, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he intercedes for us according to the will of God. Thank God for that.
And the thing that, that's interesting about Melchizedek, and, and this is why he's after the order of Melchizedek, Yahshua is, because Melchizedek is specifically addressed as having no beginning or ending. And so if we look at the word Melchizedek, for instance, in Hebrews, this is where we're at. You won't find it anywhere else uh, except the Old Testament, but it's used nine times in this book alone. But see, we're in Hebrews chapter 7, and here it's used six times. Six times is the number of labor, work, calling. It's what you do. And that's why it's so centered on Melchizedek and relating that Christ is after the order of Melchizedek because Christ had no beginning and ending. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Melchizedek at the time Nobody knew of his beginning or his ending. And so, when we look at it, we see that's the reason we find it so many times. We also see in regards to... uh, See, and and this is another thing. See, six is the number of labor and work, you know. God worked to create everything in six days. Then he rested the seventh. You see, Noah is well known too, but in the 600th year of his life, the flood began. That's in Genesis 7, 6. Exodus 20, verse 9, talks about six days you labor, the seventh you rest. Exodus 20, 11, talks about six days the Lord made heaven and earth. And, in he, and, you know, when you talk about slavery, you know, the big deal in slavery, back, black lives talks about it. They want reparations and to pay the blacks back for the way they were treated. Um, right now, if you're white, you are dissed in the media. You are dissed by blacks and others, and not all of them. Of course, this isn't new for me because I was warned about that back in the 70s, 60s, actually. We knew this was coming. There's a lot of things. There's nothing new, folks. And people knew this was coming. Many didn't. Majority didn't. I knew about it. I was specifically told. What makes me so great? That's a good question. But I am what I am. And I take what I do seriously. So, there you go. But at any rate, slavery, you know, is not outlawed in the Bible. Matter of fact, there's rules. If you buy a Hebrew slave. Now, if a Hebrew buys a Hebrew slave. For some reason. He will serve six years, and the seventh he will go free. 
Well, see, they got in trouble for that because some of them didn't want to do it. So the prophet had to step in. In the New Testament, six days before Passover, Jesus went to Bethany where Mary anointed him. That's in John 21.1. This points to the cross, the death, and the resurrection. And the mark of the beast has 666 in it, Revelation 13.11. The number 6 is very important. So when we see it used in chapter 7, it means you need to pay attention to this. Hebrews 7.1, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Verse 10 of chapter 7 of Hebrews, For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Speaking of Abraham. Verse 11 of that, If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arrive after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? And he's talking of the Lord there. Why would there be a need for that? Because you needed to have someone that would be the final sacrifice. Because in the Levitical offerings in the Day of Atonement, they had to do that year after year on the Day of Atonement. They also had to do continual sacrifices and offerings throughout the year. So there was never an end to it. But see, the thing of it is, is that the Lord died once on Calvary as a sacrifice, never more having to do that again. And so that's been done, sealed for all eternity. Hebrews 7.15 says, and it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. That one is Christ, Yahshua. Verse 17, for he testifieth, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 5.6 says that. As he saith also another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 5.10, called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 6.20, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Do you get it now? Well, what do we care? Well, it means a lot because you see, in, in Israel, the only way you're going to get to be a priest is if you're in that Levitical priesthood born after the flesh, taken from that line of ministering people. However, Christ and his ministering and his anointing is not after the flesh. It is ordained of God Almighty. And he has, as it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ said, before Abraham was, I am. He said of Moses that he was glad to see his day and rejoiced in it. So it's important to understand that. That there is another priest that arose. And, he, and he's already finished what he had to do. And he's up there now. 
And I mean, he finished the cross part, dying, resurrecting, and ascending, triumphing over all <clears throat> principalities and powers. But see, he's still up there, interceding, and he'll continue to intercede for us until the time that he takes off the ministering robes of the high priest, leaves the arena of the inner sanctum of the Holy of Holies in heaven, and you can see actually in Revelation where it does talk about the smoke coming out of the Holy of Holies. And, uh, and so when he leaves there, then he gets on his white horse. You may think that's funny because all the good guys ride white horses. In all the westerns, you know, at any rate. But he's more than a good guy. He's the perfect son of God and Savior, Yahshua. And he's going to be coming back with his army, the redeemed saints, the angels of God, and he will put down sin. He's not coming back to intercede. He's not coming back. That is, you know, intercede like he was as a high priest. He's... He's not coming back as a baby. He's not coming back to die on the cross. He's not coming back as, as a human, you know, walking around the earth to be seen again and all that. No, that's just baloney. He's already come. He's coming back again. He's coming back as Lord of Lords. He's coming back as King of Kings. He's going to overthrow the powers that be. He's going to bring in a kingdom, and it will never end. So that's a little bit about the Melchizedek, which it emphasizes the importance of why we go through this. Because the writer of Hebrews, and this is a great book, uh, Hebrews is designed to show you the ministering, you know, that work that God put into this. Because there has to be an intercessor. Because when man fell, that caused a riff. <laughs> yeah, there was a divorce decree right there, boy. They were kicked out of the garden. An angel with a flaming sword was set there. And there's people to this day that believe that the Garden of Eden and the access to that is still there. It's just hidden because it's not of this world. It's another world. But there is an entrance. And, of course, people are, are interested in things like that because they talk about wormholes, black holes. Um, and there's a lot of people, including Christians and evangelists, have talked about access in, into certain port portals, as they call them. You want to be careful of people that talk about portals. You want to talk about people that have certain um, supernatural angels that help them do things. And angels are there to minister to us. But some of these angels that have been in the news over many years 
um, are not angels. Nevertheless, there's a lot of principalities and powers. And so we need to be awake. And I'm thinking of the seventh day, a story that came out of the Seventh Day Adventists. There was a group of them that met together every week, and they would fast and pray. And they wanted to see angels and wanted to see the Lord, and so they fasted and prayed. And uh, this is a true story. I, I read it, uh, and I don't know where you could find it. It's been quite a while ago. And so an angel appeared to them. And they were all excited, and they continued to pray, and he continued to show up, and then a few others would show up with him. And the one that started it, uh, suddenly one of the angels appeared and said, you need to do this. And the angel told him you had to go kill someone because he wasn't right with the Lord. And he didn't want to do it and the guy said this angel told him if you don't do it I'll kill you so suddenly this friendly angel turned into something else well he did go shoot him and kill him he got in trouble the whole group suddenly realized what was happening because they were all threatened they repented of it Now that was a story. It was a true story according when it was written. But you don't mess around with the powers of darkness. You don't venture into the supernatural without Christ. Because you will be deceived. Okay, verse 18. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. Verse 19. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing of a better hope did by that which we draw nigh unto God, inasmuch as not without an oath he was made priest. Now you see, as good as the old covenant was, in which it had enabled God to approach the Israelites, and as long as they followed that and did the sacrifices, but there was always the requirement of blood. The blood of bulls and goats. That's the blood atonement in the Old Testament. When Christ came, he offered up his own blood, which was perfect. He's a perfect, sinless Lamb of God, as John said to John 1, that, that takes away the sins of the world. In John, rather, he says that. John has some other important stuff in it. but uh, So there is that atoning of the blood. There is that... Levitical priesthood who were all sanctified, set aside for that duty. They had oaths, they 
Of course, they had to be careful because if they went into the Holy of Holies at the wrong time, they would die. And so it was very strict. Now, in the New Testament, things changed. But it still took the blood of Yahshua. And see, see, it says here, for there's a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness. For the law made nothing perfect. It didn't make you perfect. There was never an end to having to sacrifice for your sins. But there was a hope that as you went through it, you'd draw nigh to God and be able to make it where you need to be. And that's in heaven. Which in the Old Testament, the place where they went was Abraham's bosom. And when it says the Lord led captivity captive, the Lord led those from Abraham's bosom into heaven. And, of course, he went down there and explained everything he had to do, and he brought them up there because they were in the old covenant. But it was still the blood of the covenant. See, there were people that knew the Lord back then. There was a redemptive you know, atmosphere. People knew the Lord. Not all of them did. There came a time that Israel, they just kept the law and didn't pay attention to loving God, per se. It was just something they had to do. And today we serve him because we love him. We love one another. We have the Spirit of God. We have the Word of God. We've got the fruits of the Spirit. They didn't have that in the Old Testament. All this came are the benefits of Christ because of the New Covenant. But see, he, he was named after the order of Melchizedek because Melchizedek was a type of Christ. No beginning and end. Verse 21, for those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But see, Yahshua, his whole point was to come and die on the cross and be the atonement because of his blood once and for all and that's why it's a better testament it's a sure and certain thing there's power there's redemptive power there's change supernatural regeneration within your spirit when you come to the Lord there is a power and I've seen that power. And so's Tower. And many people. And I'm a firm believer that if you're a Christian today, that God reveals himself to you in some way. There's something he did in your life that makes you believe. 
something happened. You see an undeniable power occurring within you that you cannot explain except by the Lord. I kind of, you know, I like this next verse, and they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth forever, it says ever, but it means forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. <laughs> I like that. They were not suffered to continue by reason of death. Well, how can you continue your priesthood if you're death, dead, you know? Well, see, Christ could. Why? Because he was the Son of God. He was part man, like I say, fully man, fully God. But he goes back to the beginning. And as he told the Jews before Abraham was, I am. Very important usage of the word I am there. And so these guys in the Old Testament, you know, they weren't suffered to continue after they died. <laughs> of course not. You know, how could you do that? You know, you're, you're dead. You can't do nothing but see Christ. He continues forever. It's an unchangeable priesthood. But he also has the title of the great shepherd. In Revelation, he calls himself the Almighty. He also says, I am he who was dead, and behold, I'm alive evermore. There's a lot of titles that we look at prophetically connected to Christ. Because he's not like any other. And that's why the focus of the writer of Hebrews is to get you to understand the priesthood part of it. Because everything, everything, when you read the Old Testament as a type of Christ, you can, you can see so much. The scarlet thread of redemption, as we say, going through the whole thing. So this man, Yahshua, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing that he liveth, uh, ever liveth, or he never dies, to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who needeth not daily... As those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. 
For this he did once when he offered up himself. Now he said he had power to give his life and to take it up again. He had all power. It was in his hands, given to him by the Father. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of oath which was since the law maketh the Son who is concentrated, consecrated forevermore. See, that's the difference. And these aspects of the priesthood of Christ, written specifically, to the Hebrews. That's why the book is Hebrews. The Jews that are scattered throughout the Roman Empire at the time. Because it was on the day of Pentecost, and that's one of the feasts, the pilgrimage feasts. So Jews from all over the kingdom had to be there. The men. And, of course, there are little stipulations in there in case you can't make it. God counted for everything. And then when they heard on the day of Pentecost, Peter's preaching, 3,000 were added to the church that day, it said. And they weren't all in Jerusalem. There were people from all over that heard, that believed, and they went back. And then, of course, when Paul comes along to begin to go after, you know, and teach the Gentiles that this offer of redemption is for them, not just for the Jews. He ran into Jews who had believed that Yeshua was who he was, but also believed that you had to be circumcised. And so there is a great contention uh, within all of that. And Paul told him, if you become circumcised, you make the word of God of none effect, you know, your redemption. And so there was a lot of various things. Gnosticism was another one, higher knowledge. And this is really what we have today, a modified form of Gnosticism. Only our Gnosticism is is this new blitz of knowledge that we have, whereby men think they can be gods. And uh, the metaverse uh, that uh, Zuckerberg is doing, is that who it is, Zuckerberg? Or, or Yeah, I think that's the one doing it, because Bill Gates is doing the the all the shots and the vaccines between the both of them they're going to kill the world i mean one's creating a metaverse and the other one's creating vaccines that'll destroy half the world of course he's on record i remember him years ago talking about how many needed to you know we needed to stop the growth so you know you have that growth of technology which i've been saying for many many years it's not new that technology is going to enslave mankind. We know where it's going. I've said it many, many, many times. Because we have digital here, and they're going to take it where it's going. Oh, I've, I've said for many, many years as well that, that when the beasts come, he's going to have a new level of technology that we've never seen as far as the Internet. And uh, I was thinking about this the other night, the ability that he's going to do, and he's going to use this metaverse 
concept. And uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff, uh, it's closer than we think, folks, as far as uh, uh, really initiating this. Uh, there and and the one thing you can see the everybody within uh, the confines of the nations are are into control and uh, now Biden his uh, uh, communist uh, appointee that he wants to be made in charge of the the comptroller of all the banks I don't know what her official title is. She wants to do away with all private, uh, all your, all your accounts you have financially are going to be open for the government. They're going to be your partner in it, and there'll be no longer private accounts. That's what she wants to do. That's what they do in China. That's what they do in North Korea. You have nothing on your own anywhere in some of these countries, um, and so that's what she wants to do. And believe it or not. Biden and Pelosi and these knuckleheaded Democrats, and, and of course there's going to be a few Republicans, they think that's a good idea. And I look at them and I say, you know, you people are as dumb as rocks. You know, you're blinded, and, and that's really what they are. It just, But see, when you're talking about prophecy and when you're talking about the Bible, people are going to be blinded. And that's where we can be irritated because... You look at it, and you're trying to get them to understand, but they're not going to understand because they're in darkness. They're not going to understand it. I I have relatives that just absolutely cannot understand a lot of the stuff that's going on. And, of course, they voted for Biden. We told them ahead of time what would happen. I mean, it's just... We knew his agenda, although he lied about it when he was elected. He said he wouldn't do it. We knew he would do it. Why? Because Obama did it, and he's with Obama. It's just a piece of cake. We, you know, it's it's not revelation from the Lord. It's common sense. But you can't tell people anything today. So if you're in America in the world, be sure that the governments are going to try to control everything you have. So you need to make allowances. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to get some input from the Lord. And, and there's things you can do. I was telling people many, many years ago, I was telling my family. <laughs> that was the first ones I told. That we need to prepare for the day when you're not going to be able to use hospitals. And you can't depend upon the hospitals. You cannot depend. And I've been in the hospital. I've had a lot of good. I had people take care of me, nurses and doctors and attendants. But today you can't do that. Things have changed. And people are going into the hospital. And these hospitals now, because they get a good amount of money for people with COVID, they they use the remdesphere and a few others, and these things will kill people once they get on those machines. Um, and we're finding deaths all the time. And, and we know people here, uh, people that are getting killed. They go to the hospital and they die. Now, we did have one that we prayed for um, that we knew uh, that was a contact. It was It was brought to us by someone close. And we prayed for her, and 
she was on the deathbed. They said that basically she's dead right now, and they wanted to pull the plug, and the family wouldn't let them. Well, they're lucky because other families had didn't have a choice. If you get in a liberal state, that's it. You're gone. <clears throat> but uh, they allowed they allowed her to be on that thing. And the very next day, it was within a couple of days, and I just found out the other day that she was alive because uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, I asked Tower about it. And... Uh, and they had told her that this woman, miraculously, the next day she was alive and well. They moved her out of there that day into uh, another place, you know. And uh, they can actually go in and talk to her and touch her and be with her. They couldn't before. She was dead. Very infectious. Then all of a sudden, within one day, she's alive. Well, you, you know, if you don't believe it's the Lord, well, excuse me, but it was the Lord. We see this all the time, folks. We pray and people get healed. We bind the enemy and he's bound. It's not our power. It's the power of Christ. And that's why the church needs to stop trying to find power in the church and get back to finding the power in Christ. You need to focus on Yahshua, Jesus Christ, who is the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So it's very important to understand this. And, of course, we're going through Hebrews. <coughs> And uh, Paul's going to take this further then when we get into chapter uh, 8 and uh, relate it into a less difficult arena than understanding the priesthood. Because there's really a, a lot to understand. I mean, uh, these priests had to have robes that would cover their nakedness because God didn't want any nakedness to be seen. And uh, that's interesting because uh, I remember this one time, this uh, uh, nudist church made the news. And, of course, here's the pastor up there, stark naked, and all the congregations stark naked. And I thought, oh, God, give me strength. You know, and, of course... He is a Gentile preacher that hasn't a clue to the law. And see, that's the problem with a lot of the things we're doing that's an abomination. That law was not destroyed. It was fulfilled. But if you're doing something that's an abomination, you're not going to get into heaven. That's all there is to it. You need to confess it and forsake it. Then you can get into heaven. But as a preacher getting in there and doing this kind of stuff and telling them it's all right, and they're doing a lot worse than that. I mean, this guy's just a knucklehead. You know, hopefully the people get out of there and go find <laughs> somebody else that isn't so nuts. But make no mistake, 
you know, this is this is the way it is. This is the way things are. We are in the time of the end. So it all says to us that we need to pay attention. We need to draw closer to the Lord and stay there. It's very important. Now be aware that if you do need prayer, you need to go to our websites and contact us through our contact on our website. We do not, I don't take calls in the office. I don't answer emails from people that I don't get. And over the years, there's a system. You want to contact us, don't try to contact me on social media. I put our articles and stuff up there. I do not have time to spend all day on social media debating with a bunch of knuckleheads over stuff. I don't debate anything. I tell you the word of God, and if you, if it's not good enough for you, well, go search it for yourself. I preach the truth. I tell you what God has put in my bucket, what the Lord has revealed to me. But simply put, we are busy all the time. And we will bring it before the Lord, and then we'll believe that God has taken care of it. So, if you want to contact us, that's how you do it. Sign up on our websites, both of them, for our various newsletters because um, we send everything out through that, one on danaglinsmith.com, the other on warren-usa.com. Uh, we're going to be doing some other stuff through the mail uh, like that. And if you want to get a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, and, and I would advise you to sign up. Because we've got some more additions we're going to do with content. Uh, and it's content we've already done. We've been doing this for over two decades. i got tons of stuff. And uh, so at any rate, look, care, look to take care of yourselves. Seek the Lord. Be sure, it's dangerous out there, but God can keep you. And on COVID, make sure you know the nutraceutical, the nutraceutical and the monoclonal uh, protocols. Dr. Peter McConnell, McCullough, that's what it is, Peter McCullough. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.